Aloha, welcome to the Mr. G podcast. Today is December 14th, 2023. Welcome you all. We're going to be talking NBA hoops today. It is early. It's 5.51 a.m. It's a warm 70, it's a cold 70 degrees here in Hawaii. It's freezing when it's 70 degrees in Hawaii. And it's windy. It's a gale. There's a gale wind advisory across the islands here i'm coming from you coming to you from downtown honolulu chinatown palama area welcome we're going to be talking about nba hoops and a few other things later this week um we're going to be talking about some things about outer space uh yesterday's podcast we went over the orion constellation and in particular the star beetlejuice also, uh, going to go into a topic that I like to call the placebo effect. That's what I like to call it, the placebo effect. And I remember um, during the first season of the Mr. G podcast, if you're wondering what you're listening to, you're listening to the Mr. G podcast. It's available wherever you get your podcasts, Amazon podcast, Apple podcasts, Spotify podcasts. And full episodes of the Mr. G podcast are uploaded in their entirety to Twitter and YouTube as well. So on the first season of the Mr. G podcast, I did a clip. I have an AI generator. So I put every episode into this AI generator and it creates clips for me to upload on TikTok and YouTube or whatever. And I had a uh, clip from uh, one episode during season one of me talking about um, how a monk was able to move a like 2000 pound bell uh, with just his the power of his mind just by going up to the bell not touching the bell but just coming up to the bell and there was a lot of comments that said oh that's not possible that's uh you know um that's bullshit uh but then i i you know started thinking about the placebo effect and there is no scientific explanation for the placebo effect and it's something that uh, backs up what I was talking about with the monk being able to move the bell, the power of the mind. And that's exactly what the placebo effect is. Uh, you know, cancer patients have been cured by a pill that's not a magical pill, but they're told it's a magical pill. It's really just a sugar pill. And with the power of their mind, they're able to uh, defeat that terminal illness. And it happens with numerous things. And I believe... Um, the placebo effect uh, can be applied to everyday life as well. But we're not talking about that today. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the NBA, the, the the National Basketball Association. All right, there were 20 games into the season. So there's an 82-game season. This NBA season is unlike any other season that I've ever watched before, and I've been watching the NBA for 35 years uh, this season is different for many reasons. Um, you have two of the most interesting um, dominant rookies um, that have ever uh, that have come into the, to the league in a long time. And it's uh, so they have strikingly similar um, attributes. I'm talking about the two candidates for rookie of the year this year. We have Chet Holmgren of the Oklahoma City Thunder and Victor Wembenyamba of the San Antonio Spurs, my team, was born and raised 
in at South Texas and San Antonio and Kerrville, Texas. Went to school in Austin, Texas at the University of Texas. Uh, but the San Antonio Spurs have the number one draft pick of the previous draft, Victor Wembanyama, and he's just a highlight reel. It's just awesome watching him play. Uh, it's great for the NBA to have a player like that. Uh, you know, he dribbles between his legs. He does crossovers. He pulls ups and does fadeaway three pointers. And he's seven foot five. So that's fun to watch. It's interesting when he dunks. He has to watch out not hitting his head on the rim. And then, um, so he's came came into the league before he ever played a game in the NBA. They was they were using his picture, and uh, he was, uh, you know, the poster boy. Is every ESPN story. Victor Wembanyama, Victor Wembanyama, and what you didn't hear too much about was Chet Holmgren of the Oklahoma City Thunder. And Chet Holmgren, Holmgren, he's not seven foot five, but he's like seven foot two, and he can also take uh, his man off the dribble. He can also shoot fadeaway three pointers. <laughs> so, like I said, the di the similarities in their game <clears throat> is unbelievable. They're both considered rookies. Uh, because Chet Holmgren sat out his first season with an injury. Uh, so this is both their rookie year, and it's going to be known as the, uh, the one of the most competitive rookie of the year campaigns for each individual. Um, the San Antonio Spurs are, are have one of the worst records in the NBA. Uh, 20 games into the season, a quarter way into the season, and they have three wins. Two of those wins came against the Phoenix Suns uh, in October, so the Spurs haven't won since Halloween. We're we're heading. It's a week and a half before Christmas, and you know, like I said, Victor Wembanyama is awesome, but they're not a good team, and the players around him don't really know how to play with a player of that magnitude, uh, and and not just his star magnitude, uh, like his literally, he's so tall they don't know where to put the ball at times, and watching them play. At the beginning of the season, I set out to watch every Spurs game like I did growing up in Texas. Uh, but I stopped doing that, and I decided to watch other games just because the Spurs are very hard to watch. Uh, they play very unorganized. You don't know if they're a defensive team, if they're a fast break team. Victor Wembanyama runs the break really well. It seems like there's some tension between him and Vassell. I believe Vassell signed a long-term contract with the Spurs, and in this season, it looks like the Spurs are going to get a, a uh, good draft pick. They need a point guard. They've been using Jeremy Sohan as their point guard as an experiment that hasn't been working well. Jeremy Sohan's a great player. He's a great defensive player. He went to Baylor University. He's a very interesting player. He shoots free throws with one hand. Uh, that's, that's one thing I like watching the Spurs, you know, uh, is Jeremy Sohan. So I hope they keep Jeremy Sohan and Victor Wembanyama is the future. But Chet Holmgren is actually leading the way for Rookie of the Year. They both have similar numbers. Victor Wembanyama is leading the league in blocks right now, or he's tied, I believe, uh, with about three blocks per game. Um, Chet Holmgren doesn't average as many blocks, uh, but he has a better field goal percentage because he doesn't take as many three-pointers as Victor Wembanyama. But like I said, in general, it's great watching these seven-foot players play with such grace uh people that love the game of basketball it's a very graceful like artistic sport the way that they move around and watching these seven foot players seven foot five seven foot two players 
play with such skill and coordination is uh, uh, great for the NBA fan. So I, I will say that uh, 20 games into the season, and it's been the most interesting, exciting first part of an NBA season that I've ever seen. Also, they had the first inaugural NBA Cup. Now, the NBA Cup is something new that they uh, decided to have this year, which is a uh, um, round robin, not a round, uh, it's a uh, elimination tournament if you make it to the next round. And um, similar to how they do soccer games and soccer cups. And it was interesting. They played the semifinals and the finals in Las Vegas. So no team had home court advantage. But the teams that made the NBA Cup, the Lakers have a decent team. They have LeBron James and um, they have Anthony Davis. And, uh, you know, it's surprising LeBron is playing so well into his 21st season. And it's surprising that Anthony Davis hasn't gotten injured, you know, a quarter way into the season. And to give them credit, they won the NBA Cup and they won it in uh, a, a, a definitive uh, uh, way as well. Um, one thing that uh, the the casual NBA fan saw was how good Indiana is. The Indiana Pacers and Halliburton is probably leading the league uh, he for MVP. They have one of the top four teams in the Eastern Conference, the Indiana Pacers. But um, Halliburton is leading the league in assists, and I believe he's like third or fourth in points, at like 25 points a game. Uh, a lot of people don't know who he was. I did not know who he was before the FIBA tournament over the summer, uh, but he was the starting point guard for the United States, and I saw how uh, good he was and how he, he reminded me of Magic Johnson or George Gervin, even, uh, one of the old-time Spurs, how long and lanky he is, and he does play kind of strange. He has a strange jump shot, uh, but he's proving it on the court, and uh, they have one of the best offensives in the league, uh, they made it to the uh, finals in the NBA Cup. They won the Eastern Conference. They upset Boston, and they upset Milwaukee uh, in big games. So uh, a lot of people noticed that, the casual NBA fan. The Lakers uh, played the conference. I, I don't know if you call it the finals, the Western finals for the NBA Cup against the New Orleans Pelicans, uh, which totally um, uh, didn't show up for that game. And uh, it was a nationally televised game. It was in Las Vegas. And just the body language before the tip even started, uh, LeBron James and Anthony Davis were, like, dancing. They're like, yeah, like, like I was watching their body language. And the Pelicans were just, like, flat. And, and people, like, look at that game. They're like, oh, it's because Zion, Zion Williamson was out of shape. And, you know, you look at it, and he was out of shape. And he had some wide-open three-pointers, and LeBron James was guarding him. And LeBron James is 39 years old, and Zion Williamson is 23, 24 years old, 25 maybe. And uh, it was it was it was a very the one of the strangest games I've ever seen. The Lakers won by 40 points. The New Orleans Pelicans had a really good starting five, but they they just didn't come to play. And uh, it, it was there was something sketchy about it too because before the even the opening tip, you could see that the game was over before it even started. And yeah, Zion Williamson looked out of shape. That's supposed to be the future of the NBA, but I guess he's just not really into it. And uh, right now they have the 10th best record in the Western Conference, the tough Western Conference. So for them to have made it that far, I guess that was good enough for them. 
uh, there are much better teams in the West and uh, better teams in the East than Indiana as well. But in the final and better teams than the Lakers in the West. But in the finals and the NBA Cup, we had the Lakers versus the Pacers. Very strange. I don't know. Maybe the NBA is rigged, but that was a very strange NBA Cup. I'm looking forward to next year's uh, NBA Cup. I think the the better teams, the upper echelon teams in both conferences are going to come to play and take it more seriously than they did this year. And with that being said, what are the top teams in the West and what are the top teams in the East? In my opinion, uh, the top teams in the West in no particular order, but you got to put Denver right up there at the top. Uh, the NBA champions, uh, uh, Nikolai Jokic is uh, one of the best players in the NBA. I think he's leading the league in rebounds and in the top five in points, uh, field goal percentage, blocks, three-pointers made. Um, so you got to put Denver at the top. Uh, Dallas is uh, also um, one of the tops. Luka Doncic is uh, playing uh, as at an MVP level. He's got to be one of the top three candidates for MVP. Uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, I mentioned them earlier with Chet Holmgren. Chet Holmgren wins Rookie of the Year. It's going to be because he's on one of the top teams in Oklahoma City. Uh, he's playing well, as well as the his MVP candidate teammate, uh, SGA, Shea Gilgus, Chris Alexander. Uh, and he's a very interesting player. He's like a fashion model, and he's kind of quiet. He doesn't like, you know, isn't very the loudest guy in the room. Uh, but he's a, a, a great player, and uh, he's a great point guard. He's probably him and Halliburton are the two best point guards in the NBA right now. So right there in the top three, I got Oklahoma City, um, Denver, Dallas. The West is packed with all really good teams. You know, I don't want to say the Lakers yet, but you got to just say no particular order from that there. Lakers, Clippers. I know I'm leaving somebody out. Oh, of course, Minnesota is leading the Western Conference right now. They're they're above everybody. So you got to put them as the top four. So top four in the West, Minnesota, Denver, Dallas. Those are a good top three, Minnesota, Denver, Dallas. Four, I'll go with Oklahoma City. Um, five. Uh, that's where it get five. That's where it gets a little shady. Those could go anywhere. Five Lakers, you gotta think are gonna make it. Six Clippers, you gotta think are gonna make it. Um, they have three stars. They have four stars. They have four former MVP candidates and a Finals MVP in Kawhi Leonard. They have Russell Westbrook. They have James Harden. Uh, they have Paul George. Uh, there's no reason why the Clippers should not make the playoffs at least. So you gotta give them that. Who else do we have in the West? Um, Portland is a lottery team. Uh, uh, San Antonio is a lottery team. Houston started off the season really well. I guess I would have put them in as, in as a, a possible play-in. Um, Phoenix. Phoenix has three great players. Uh, Phoenix is definitely going to be in the playoffs, a, a, a top eight team. Uh, somebody's going to get left out. Then you have Golden State as well. Uh the Golden State Warriors, they just lost Draymond Green for an uh, indefinite amount of time. Uh, you know, a lot of people are the, the Golden State Warriors are the most polarizing team in the NBA. You either love them or you hate them. And uh, I'm, I'm pretty much on the on the latter side. Um, <laughs> even though they're polarizing, I'm pretty much on the latter side. 
you know, that's a pretty strong word to say you hate the Warriors, but I'm not a fan of Draymond Green. I was a fan of Rasheed Wallace when he played, but Rasheed Wallace wasn't like a dirty player. Like I've seen uh, Draymond Green just like, it, he acts like his excuses, like, oh, I'm just that defensive player that just flings his arms and legs around. And I just happen to kick guys in the balls and punch them in the face, you know? Uh, like Rasheed Wallace was led the league in technicals. He has the NBA record for most technicals in a season. He played on the Detroit Pistons and on the Trailblazers uh, in the 90s and early 2000s. And Rasheed Wallace is one of the uh, favorite players of NBA history. He coined the phrase, ball don't lie. So what ball don't lie means is like, if the ref called a foul on me, and I'm playing defense on somebody, and the ref calls a foul on me, and I'm like, hey, I don't agree with that call. And the guy goes to the free throw line, and he shoots the free throw, and then he misses the free throw. That's when I would say, hey, ball don't lie, ball don't lie. And Rasheed Wallace came up with that because he would always get like technical foul calls and this and that. And um, when that would happen, uh, you know, he would say, ball don't lie. But Rasheed Wallace is a complete different player than the current Draymond Green. So having their names in the same conversation, they're both controversial players. But Draymond Green is controversial because of uh, his antics on the court and, uh, you know, putting other players in jeopardy and with their safety. Uh, just on, I can think of just the, the major instances of his career. Um, that was uh, when he kicked uh, the New Zealand player on uh, Oklahoma City Thunder and the balls. Uh, what's his name? I forget that guy's name. But uh, I, I, I had a kind of a, a rough morning feeding the cats. I won't go into detail, but I had a four and a half uh, mornings, uh, five years now of uh, feeding the cats every day. It's, it was just uh, nothing like today. But um, so I sh maybe I should have poured the coffee. But uh, some more of, of, of Draymond's career, though. Draymond Green, not the, uh, uh, not the, not the best uh, past uh, history of uh, sportsmanship in the NBA. And that goes back to um, kicking players in the, in the balls on accident, supposedly. Um, punching players in the face on purpose and on... Accident. There was an incident in the 2015 NBA Finals when he uh, accidentally punched LeBron James in the balls. Um, and uh, it's it's been occurring over and over. He uh, just a couple weeks ago he had a five game suspension when uh, the Warriors were playing the Timberwolves and he got Rudy Gobert in a headlock. Um, you know, and so the, there's a lot of uh, people. I've seen some highlight reels. People take all the highlights of all the different Draymond Green instances. And uh, he's about 33, 34 years old. Um, he he ha has always been on the Warriors. I can't picture him on any other team. But do you think he would be as successful on any other team? Uh, mm -hmm. Because he has always played with great players around him, both Steph Curry and uh, Clay Thompson, and they've had a great coach and Steve Kerr. So I really don't think Draymond Green uh, would have been as successful uh, if he had been drafted into any other team. Uh, it seems like he fits that offense and he's the bad guy. Uh, you know, he's the does the dirty work. Uh, but in also doing that, he he's always tried to been like the alpha. And it seems like a lot of times in press conferences and on the court, he just 
has to be the the center of attention and he has to take the limelight from Steph Curry or Clay Thompson. And so even in that, that must put Steph Curry at a, uh, you know, strange position, you know, especially when Kevin Durant uh, comes there and, uh, you know, uh, that whole incident uh, with Draymond Green just making Kevin Durant just not feel welcome and um, telling him, uh, like, just out in public calling him out and and being an expert at nonverbal communication, um, I see a lot of these things where you can't, like, hear what they're saying, but you see the body language and you see 90% um, of communication is nonverbal and you see the, the gestures and uh, how Draymond just has to be the number one dog. And so a lot of his, his teammates probably don't say it, but uh, he's probably not the best teammate to have. And a lot of them would probably want to see him on another team. And the other team uh, wouldn't necessarily welcome him with open arms as well. That's why he's always played in Golden State, because if he has to be the alpha, if he's got traded to another team, if if Draymond gets traded to the Dallas Mavericks, you think Luka Doncic is really going to want him like going there and just trying to like do what he did to Steph Curry or what he did to Kevin Durant? Probably not. So, hey, if if he doesn't if if Draymond doesn't make it on the Golden State Warriors, he'll he'll be on another team and he'll probably come off the bench and uh, there won't ever be another all-star appearance and uh, within the next couple of years he'll be playing on the Shanghai Sharks. But um but yeah, it's been an interesting NBA season. I told him top teams in the west, that's that's the hard one. Top team in the east is a little bit easier. You got Milwaukee Bucks, um, Giannis, uh, the Greek freak. Uh, he had 64 points last night, I saw in some highlights. Uh, then they have Damian Lillard, and uh, they have a uh, a few other good players. They have a third all-star. Uh, I forgot his name. Um, but uh, also the Philadelphia 76ers uh, with Joel Embiid and Maxi is playing at an all-star level. Uh, it seems like they're just they just want to be in it, and also the Boston Celtics. Those are definitely the top three teams uh, in the Eastern Conference. I'd say Boston makes it to the NBA Finals with the addition of Kristaps Porzingis. They gave away for a lot for him. Uh, they gave away uh, Smart and a few other players, but Kristaps Porzingis is playing well in their system, and they also uh, have two All Stars with Jason Tatum and Brown as well. So. I'd say um, you got to put the Celtics in the NBA Finals again. Uh, the West, it could be whoever plays best in the playoffs. I could see Dallas making it. I could see um, the Lakers possibly making it. I could see uh, Denver being the favorite to make it. So, um, so yeah, that's that, those are my uh, takes on the NBA season so far. And I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Actually, I don't care. I do it every day for me and just like I, I uh, feed the cats as well. But thank you guys for uh, listening and Mr. G podcast available wherever you get your podcast. So uh, I believe Apple podcast is number one for the Mr. G Hawaii podcast. Look it up. Gregory Brandt podcast and full episodes are uploaded in their entirety on Twitter and YouTube, twitter.com Gregory Brandt and youtube.com Mr. G live. All right, everybody have a great day.